Well, this is normally the part of uh, the broadcast where I would ask everybody how you're feeling tonight, but I probably have a pretty good idea. And I don't think I'm going to go through with that because uh, I know if it was me, I wouldn't be answering probably uh, pretty well. Um, thanks, everybody, for joining us here on Emerald City Hockey's Post Game Live presented by Queen Anne Beer Hall. That was that was a bad game. It was a bad, sad game. Uh, I'm trying to think of another. It made me mad. Can I, can I try to see if I can keep Dr. Seuss in my way through this? Maybe uh, I don't think I don't think I can. That was that was rough. It was rough for a couple different reasons. One, I mean, obviously the final score less than ideal. It's it's not what we wanted to see, but it was rough because I mean that game started so good. I mean the Kraken were out there. They were rolling. They they had the shot advantage possession. I mean the puck was almost entirely down in the Dallas end. You could just feel it was like, all right, we're, we're building some serious momentum here. We're playing well. We're learning from last game. And then you just get like this fluky goal, like the flukiest of fluky goals goes Dallas's way. And then it was just like, oh, yeah, no, momentum's gone. Uh, we'll maybe find it uh, in San Jose on Thursday. And it was just like, oh, like, really? Why? We were doing so well. Um, and that's that's just kind of how this game turned out. It was just you had some bad luck. Uh, the other team got bounces. You got one bounce, maybe, and then you didn't get a couple others, right? Like thinking of like Jared McCann almost getting that. He had that yawning cage and not quite able to get onto it. So it's it's frustrating because you felt like okay, hockey. You know, there's a there's a significant luck factor to the sport of hockey that doesn't necessarily exist in other sports. Wasn't in the, it wasn't in favor of the Kraken tonight. That's fair. That's fine. It happens sometimes. But then you also had the element of you know the PK had been fire for the Kraken for so long. I mean, we were stopping like unbelievable amounts of, of uh, penalties in a row we were killing off. I mean, everything was so good. And then it was just like, oh, here's just Dallas. We're just, you know, they're just going to drop a three on us. And it was like, I, oh, oh, no, that's like bad. And I don't know. It's just, uh, yeah, things things are just not, not great. It wasn't it wasn't a good game. It wasn't a great one for a bunch of different reasons. Uh, but at least, you know, I don't feel like us losing the face-off battle was the reason we lost tonight. And that's, I guess, an improvement. And we didn't blow a lead late. I'm, I'm trying to find a positive spin on all this, everybody. I really, really am. Um, I, I can't even look to, to fantasy because started the playoffs today and I was playing against Jamie Ben. So there's not even a positive there. And it was, and it's against my mom and now she's beating me. It's like, ah, everything about this game was awful. All right. This one thing wasn't awful. And that's this, this uh, comment here from hockey Fork to kick things off, which is absolutely beautiful. National Lampoon presents Seattle Kraken versus Dallas stars. I think that is the perfect comment. That's one of my, most favorite comments I've ever seen on one of these post games now through almost two complete seasons. Uh, that is fantastic hockey fork. Pat yourself on the back. You you deserve it from that one because that's what this felt like with the, the fluky bad luck goals with the PK just kind of disappearing for us um, with the amount of just, you know, like the, the tip ins for Dallas, right? Joe Pavelski gets one. You get the, the bad luck one uh, with Jason Robertson on the power play. And, and it just feels like it becomes this comedy of errors in favor of the of the stars. And you're just like, no, 
Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's it was it was a rough one. Greg, we're not ready for a team that good. Would be a playoff sweep. Playing Jones with two days off after this was also a mistake. Team also needs Burakovsky back badly. So let's go over there. Uh, I'm going to start with the Martin Jones thing. I'm actually okay with Martin Jones starting this game. I think it, it kind of made sense after the last one, kind of see where you're at. I don't necessarily, Jones didn't play this whole game great. Like there was a couple instances where things weren't that, uh, where I, I kind of questioned maybe a decision he made. Um, but I still don't think this is his fault. I mean, you got a couple bad luck or, or tipped in goals. He can't do anything about that. Like the first goal, he can't do anything about. Pavelski goal, he can't do anything about. Uh, Robertson goal, he can't do anything about. And also the Wyatt Johnson goal, that's kind of on Daniel Sprong and his defense just kind of not existing in front of him. So I don't even really want to give him that one. Uh, it, it's it's tough, right? Like I don't, I, I, I don't think this was Martin Jones's fault at the same time. I just feel so much more confident when Philip Grubauer is in net for this team. And, and... This game certainly didn't do anything to sway me away from that opinion. Um, as for needing Berkey back, absolutely. We need Burkowski back. He's one of our best players. Having a lineup uh, like like this one tonight, I don't think this is the answer for this team where you've got Ryan Donato centering the fourth line. You've got Froden in and Daniel Sprong. I don't think that that's the answer for this team. It's just... it's. It's it's not good enough. Your third line played fantastic tonight. Tolvin and Gord, like all those guys, absolutely tan of another good game. I really like that. I like the depth that you have. Um, but uh, you know, I just I, I don't think this is the the lineup to compete for the playoff spot. Uh, would be a playoff sweep. I mean, look, we we'll get to play them next week. We'll find out. Uh, kind of what the answer to that situation is. But yeah, this was one where the Kraken were playing playoff hockey as far as like, let's just try to get net front and grind out goals. And the bottom line was the other team is just high flying offense. You were going to have to outscore the stars tonight. You were not going to be able to grind it out against them. Certainly not when every single bounce in the world is going in favor of them. That's just not going to happen. Uh, Coop, well, that wasn't fun. Agreed. Ty, we need a road trip bad. Nothing else to say about tonight. Yikes. So here's the deal, everybody. This was our third loss. As we all know, Kraken have not had a losing streak of four or more games yet this season. And as luck would have it, we are going on the road on Thursday to San Jose. Now, the last game in San Jose was not good, but that was a middle-of-the-day game, so we can throw that one out. This one, it'll be a 7.30 start, I believe it said, and um, yeah, I, I, I'm tr we gotta, I'm, I still believe that this team is not going to have a four-plus game losing streak this season. The Sharks are in free-fall mode. They want to be in the driver's seat for Connor Bedard, and they're doing their best to make that happen. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about this team going into Thursday. They are not going to like getting kind of shown up during this home stretch. Uh, they haven't liked it at any previous point in the season. So I've, I'm very confident in the Kraken moving forward from this one. Lindsay, dear God, do we really have to play Dallas again next week? I hate this part of the schedule. I do too. This, it makes no, it makes no sense. I don't even know why we're doing this. Uh, I mean, I, I, I get the NHL's logic kind of, but it's, ugh, it is brutal, brutal, brutal right now. Uh, Schultze, I know these sorts of games happen, but we seem to be saying that a lot lately, hopefully with the crack and getting their first practice opportunity for the month, they can fix a few things. 
that will probably help. I, I have to assume that that will help for the team. I agree with you there 100%. I think going on the road is going to help. Playing a, a really bad Sharks team is going to help. All of these things are going to contribute to the Kraken, you know, being able to to still find ways to win. But I'm I'm with you with this whole kind of having to having to say like, well, this this kind of game happens or these things happen or cuz like I don't know. It what do you all think? Was this just because through so much of the season, the Kraken were lucky and they weren't having to deal with situations like this. And they were on the the kind of the, the right side or, or the good side of, of lucky chances and bounces or and, and now it's just all that kind of bad luck is catching up to them. All the all the karma, whatever you want to call it, is catching up to them. Or do you think that something has fundamentally changed with this team and they're just not playing fundamentally as well as they used to? Right. Um, I it's hard to look at this game and say that it's that when you see how many like tips and bounces are in favor of the other team. But at the same time, there's also some that you can look at. And you can you could go like, well, with that Wyatt Johnston goal, you know, Daniel Sprong is the guy trying to defend against him. Alexiak skating back with him. Alexiak six, seven with a heck of a reach, a lot heck of a long reach. He could be trying to get his stick in there. As far as I know, nobody was going with Wyatt Johnston there. You don't need to be defending a pass. Uh, so there's there's issues like that. I forget on the um, I think it's the Jamie Ben goal where it was just both defensemen again, just all off on one side front of the net. I mean, just nobody's doing it. And then even Wenberg coming back, he's deciding to take the guy on the other side. But again, the play's not there. Like, I don't know that he's the guy hurting you in that sense, in that situation. Whereas you've got Jamie Ben just chilling in the low slot, just waiting for that puck to, to come out to him. So there was issues fundamentally defensively. Wake me up if you heard that before. Um, but uh, at the same time, you know, the Dodonov goal, that's just bad luck. Pavelski gets a great tip. Robertson gets a, you know, get it get tips off of uh, Alexiak's stick, uh, his one-timer. Like, that stuff just, it does happen. And I know we've been saying it a bunch, but it's true. It just happens. It's just not supposed to happen like four games in a row. Um, let's see. Coop, pretty clear who we do not want to draw in the playoffs. Agreed. So this is where the seeding matters. This is where holding on to the third seed, not slipping into a wild card spot matters a lot. We talked about this on the deep dive that came out earlier today. Uh, RJ and I recorded it yesterday. That's really just my thing. I just do not want to be a wild card team. That anything other than that is totally fine with me. I don't need a home home ice advantage for the first round. I think, you know, we all know this team is better on the road anyway. The bottom line is I do not want to be put into a situation where Vegas wins the West. Dallas then becomes that second seed where the top wild card and we got to go to Dallas for a series. That just that sounds to me like the absolute worst case scenario at this point for the Seattle Kraken. Krakenock, funny how things go. Just a couple months ago, we were comfortable starting Jones for the rest of the year. Now here we are trying to figure out why Jones has lost his mojo. Should Driggs come back? Uh, I think if if Jones really stays like this, or and again, I like I like I pointed out, really only one of these goals is kind of on him. And even that one, all the defensemen are pulled away. So this is a weird game in which he he allowed five goals and you could reasonably say all five of them are because somebody else did something. Maybe with the Wyatt Johnston one, you're like, why are you going for a poke check there? But at the same time, Daniel Sprong and Alexiak are not defending Wyatt Johnston well there at all. They kind of put him in a situation where he felt like he had to. So it's 
it, it's a, I don't totally feel comfortable making a judgment call on Jones right now based off of this game. But as I, I did say, I feel way more comfortable and confident with Philip Grubauer in that. And that is a worry. Driggs, I just, I don't know. It's going to be, it would be a lot to throw him into this situation as he's still coming back from that injury. Uh, that doesn't mean that they wouldn't do it. But I think it would it would take like a, a an absolute like like all five of these goals are leaky kind of goals kind of game from Martin Jones and maybe two or three of them in a row before they would consider it just based on what like Ron Francis and, and company have talked about. Uh, the way Dallas plays through the neutral zone is so freaking frustrating. Like they're clearly well coached, but that was so annoying to be on the other side of uh, from Lindsay. I agree. I mean, they are they are well coached. Nobody tell RJ that I said that. Uh, Pete DeBoer's number one fan, RJ over there. Uh, but they are well coached. And really it was, I felt like our top six and their top six matched up really, really well together. And they did a good job. I felt like we even maybe sometimes won that battle. But it was it was that Jamie Ben, the Donov, um, Wyatt Johnston line that I'm telling you. And maybe I was hyper-focused on it because I'm playing against Jamie Ben in fantasy. But I'm telling you, every single time that line was on the ice, they they the Kraken could not get past center red and it was just all played in the Kraken's own zone whenever that line was out there the Kraken had no answer for it they feasted on our fourth line they feasted on our second line like there was just nothing that the Kraken could do against that line they had zero answer for it and um, that's that's something that Whoever Dallas gets to face in the first round, they're going to have a really, really tough time dealing with that line because it's a, it's a line with with a savvy veteran, an interesting player, and and a really fun you know playing kind of above what anybody expected rookie, and that's that's a dangerous combination. That's a dangerous combination. Stratic, not a fan of the Kraken getting out adjusted between the two games on special teams, which doesn't bode well for the playoffs. I agree with you, Striatic, and we all know special teams has kind of been the one, the, the weakness for the Kraken, uh, you know, on the whole. Yeah, we talked about face-offs, uh, talk about defense and stuff, but really special teams has been the deciding factor, really, through most of these games, win or lose. Um, and and yeah, the, the fact that Dallas was able to come out and, and go three for four against what had been a really solid Kraken penalty kill that we thought was totally fixed and playing well did not look like it. And those goals were easy and they were fast. It wasn't like, Oh, they're scoring in the dying minutes of a power play. And it's just cause they happen to catch our guys out there for, you know, a minute and a half shift. No, they just like went out there and they knew exactly what they wanted to do. The Kraken, they've been giving away the perimeter. That's been part of it is they've been focused on defending passing lanes and protecting the interior. All good things. I mean, especially if you're a struggling penalty kill, that's what I would tell any struggling penalty kill to focus on because that's the most dangerous stuff that you're defending. But when you're playing a team that has the amount of shooters that this Dallas Stars team has, I mean, as we saw with that Jason Robertson one-timer, that that thing will score. You know what I mean? You've got Jamie Benn who can score on that. You've got a lot of guys on this team that are capable of scoring on the power play. Joe Pavelski getting tips up front from shots from the perimeter, right? Like that's a, it's a dangerous, dangerous power play. Uh, if, and it's, it's arguably one of only maybe a handful in the league that you don't want to give away the perimeter to maybe try to make them work inside. I don't know. Um, but I understand what the Kraken were thinking there. It's just, it doesn't, it doesn't match up well with the Dallas stars. 
Uh, let's see, Daniel, imagine we get knocked out of the playoffs last minute. Cause we keep playing like this. I don't know if that'll happen. I still believe in the, in the, um, in the group. And I believe in the, the padding that they've built for themselves in the standings, but it's not how you want to enter the playoffs. You don't want to be limping into the playoffs. That generally does not bode well. You don't want to be figuring things out and trying to turn things around come game one, especially if you're going to have to go on the road to um, a, a loud building somewhere else. So yeah, it's, it is rough. Uh, absurdly saying it was a terrible, horrible, very bad, no good game. There we go. That's much better than what I was trying to come up with. Uh, <laughs> figures you would, you would have a better one. Hunter, the two themes tonight, response goals and goaltending. Like I said, I'm I'm curious to hear RJ's perspective on this. He'll probably join us soon because I can't imagine the, the post-game pressers are going to be very long. Um, but I, I'm curious to hear his opinion on the goaltending because I'm willing to write this one off uh, as as just weird bounces, fluky goals, and and some poor defending on the other ones. Um, but yeah, maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm maybe I'm just a Martin Jones apologist. I don't know. Uh, the response goals, though, Hunter, absolutely have to stop. That Wyatt Johnston goal is arguably the most embarrassing goal the Kraken have allowed all season long. I'm just, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I know this is a therapy session. We always try to end good and all that stuff. That can come later. But that goal was embarrassing. The way he just walked in and scored like that. That was bad. <laughs> Rexology Dallas was anticipating and intercepting so many passes. It's been a problem for the Kraken. Not so much that that Dallas was even doing that. It was just that the Kraken don't always make good passes. And that's something that, you know, kind of got to be better with. Um, Lindsay, I like in this logic, though, you don't have to like the game to like the stream. That is very true. You could definitely like the stream all on your own. No, no problems there. Shoeshine, the Kraken didn't play with pride on pride night. It's like rain on your wedding day. Oh, man, should I go through the entire Alanis Morissette? Uh, song for everybody that might that might draw more likes than me talking about this game if we're honest if i just start singing i could just go through all of jagged little pill that's a fantastic album all right sorry i'll no more tangents uh tammy i'm i'm sorry every game i go to this year oh it was tammy i've i feel sorry for you tammy you have nothing to apologize um i promise not to go to any playoff games lol signing off to catch my bus outside cpa I feel so bad, Tammy. You you don't deserve this at all. Oh man. Uh got a super chat here. Let me come on down. Duthin, shout out to for the Kraken wearing the Pride jerseys tonight. I was 95% sure they would, but glad to see. Well, first off, thank you for the super chat, Duthin. I was super happy to see it too. Um I I you know, I hadn't really talked with RJ about it because I think we were both just on the same page of they were going to wear them uh, and it very much felt like with all the lead up that the team was doing uh, around it, promoting it and all that stuff that it, that it was definitely going to happen. But yes, it is in, in this day and age, unfortunately um, we have to kind of be like, Oh, like phew, they, they, they did it uh, when it shouldn't be that way. It should just be something that uh, is dependable and we can count on and, and they do it. And I think, though, with this Seattle Kraken organization, with this team, with the players on this team, with the coaching staff, with the front office, with the ownership group, I mean, just top to bottom, this this organization cares a lot about its community and, and about uh, issues like that and, and all of that. They truly believe that hockey is for everyone. I get that sense whenever I talk to anybody. That's the sense I get walking around. Uh, the interior of CPA, right? And, you know, you do hear conversations and all that stuff going on. And you, 
it's always like community focused. It's always good stuff. It's always finding ways of promoting hockey and growing the Kraken and all of that stuff. And it's always done in a positive, optimistic light. I, you never hear pessimistic conversations going on, um, you know, involving uh, team officials, anything like that. Go, you know what I mean? It's I the Kraken are just a fabulous organization top down. And I'm not just saying that because we cover them and they give us credentials and all of that stuff. I, I really promise I'm not. Um, it, it, they just really are. It, it's just who they all are from, you know, like I said, ownership on down through the players, through the people working at CPA, all of it. It's, it's all fantastic. And uh, yes, it was, it was really, really awesome to see that tonight and, and, and Bowie out in the crowd. Uh, wearing the jersey as well and everything like it was it was really awesome so i see rj in here uh was on an unusually long uh was an unusually long time before locker room opened up for the media wonder what was said in there and long time waiting for hackstall to say still waiting so i guess i was wrong everybody um it might actually be a little while before we get rj in here so that take that for what you will everybody i'm not going to try to read too into that um edward that awkward moment when they're announcing the tolvin in goal but we've already surrendered a response goal it's the worst i'm telling you it's the worst it was just bad oh we were just we were just getting positive again about talking about the kraken organization they were all good i know it's not your fault edward it was it's the kraken that, that was a bad that was a bad play like no happy attempt to make things better we got embarrassed after last game showed we could hang team needs to come to jesus moment and quick better be on for san jose that's the problem too is our last game in san jose was so rough that like normally this would be like the all right it's all right we're gonna be able to shake it off walking to walking to sap center we're gonna be okay it's san jose and then it's like oh well last time things weren't great um let's see uh, full-on comments already dylan's sad very sad what the heck harley come on <laughs> I, I can I can sit here and I could break down defensively all of the problems on the Jamie Ben goal and the Wyatt Johnston goal if we want, but I mean it's it's they speak for themselves if you just watch that highlight. Um, the the Jamie Ben goal, uh, it's a power play goal. Got the PK unit, two defenders out there, Adam Larson and Jamie Alexiak. Larson, he's a rangy defender. That's what I'll that's that's the best way, I guess, of saying that he kinds of doesn't stick close to the net uh, <laughs> is that he's a rangy defender and he went out uh, and was out wide like he normally does engaged physically. Jamie Alexiak saw saw somebody net front decided to go and engage them physically, uh, but it then, you know, it left open. Um, passing lanes and and he wasn't then in a spot to help take care of a rebound or help out martin jones in any way so that rebound is able just to squirt out to jamie ben like i said uh it because it left somebody open on the left side wenberg pulls out of the slot to try to go cover on the left side to make up for where alexiak went and and that left jamie ben wide open for that rebound so it was a combination of of the you know engaging physically uh we put out i put out that trailer for the um uh, the prospect live chats that I do uh, over on Patreon on the YouTube channel. And then also this, the clip from that, that we put out on social media. I don't know if you all saw it, but I'm, I'm talking about Shane Wright actually back at the world juniors. And 
there is something too. if you're a forward in a situation like that and you get the defenseman to engage with you physically, you can walk them out of position. And, and Shane Wright does a fabulous job of doing that. And it opens up a passing lane for Team Canada and they're able to get a, a goal. And that's what happened with the Kraken defenseman. Adam Larson engaged physically, was drawn well out of position. Alexiak tries to make up for Larson's position, gets engaged physically. Again, gets pulled even more out of position, out of, out of the lane he needs to be in. Um, that is definitely a skill that net front players have that, that, um, that I think the Kraken are learning and, and getting better with. Yanni Gore definitely has that skill. But that is something because defensemen, they want to be physical. And, and when they're physical, they don't want to lose a battle. They don't want to break away or, or, or walk away from a fight, right? And so if you can engage them physically and then kind of walk them out of position on a power play where you've got that extra man, you see something like what happened with Dallas there. So there's there's my like more in-depth breakdown. I'll stay away from stayed away from the comments for a second there. Daniel, nine, five, and one to get to a hundred. It's still very doable. That's still not that bad, actually. I mean, we've got a hand, we still got one more against Dallas, got a couple against Vegas, but you know, still I think it's three against Arizona. We've got another one against the Sharks. I think we play the Kings one more time and, and we've got a good record against them. So it's it's still okay. Um, Jake, I'm not putting this all on Jones, but he didn't look great. I agree with you. I, I agree with you there. Shushine, is Maddie playing injured? He doesn't look right. Hand, wrist, maybe. That's interesting. We'll get RJ's opinion on that one. My first answer is to say no, because he's he's puck handling really well. Um, so, you know, I can understand, you know, from like a shooting perspective, it doesn't look like he's taking a lot of shots right now. I think that's more just a confidence issue for him because he's been so snake bitten rather than an injury issue because he still stick handles. I mean, better than almost anybody else on this team. Uh, and, and he can defend the puck and he knows how to put his body between it. Um, so I, I don't know that it's an injury shoe shine, but that's, that is an interesting question. I will definitely, uh, try to bring that up with RJ. Uh, Edward can't give up a lead late if you've never had the lead. <laughs> Insert man tap on the side of his head meme. Uh, absolutely, that that was just cracking when galaxy brain tonight is all that happened with us, you know. Uh, let's see, uh, Coop, just imagine if we had something like a Jake Ottinger. It's he's a really good goalie. I mean, it is one of those things where it's you know, you can you can. You can find and go the cheap route like a Vegas where their worst goaltender this year is actually Logan Thompson from a save percentage standpoint. And you can try to just piecemeal it together and keep it going. And sometimes that works. You can invest a lot of money in a goalie and have that work. You could have it not work, all that kind of stuff. Goaltending is inconsistent. We've seen it from just about everybody. Like there are very few goaltenders that are rock solid from you know all through their um through their careers but uh yeah it when you have goaltending it is a nice thing to have there's there's no doubt about that uh big arm charlie what is this team missing to be able to get up in the stars d zone consistently so hard to get through neutralized consistently uh yeah i mean they are uh they needed a better way of attacking what the stars were doing in the neutral zone that is for sure they i mean they need somebody who can just take it end to end is the bottom line they need somebody who can realistically do that. And that's, you need a combination of skill. You need a combination of protecting the puck. Uh, you need speed. You need puck handling. I think Matty Beneers is really the only guy that could semi do that consistently. And he's young. Um, I mean, Nathan McKinnon and Striatic had put on the discord. I'm not, 
I'm not trying to call you out striatic, but I liked the post you had on Discord. Uh, pointed, put a, a link to a tweet up about, you know, players who have been able to do that the most this season. And Nathan McKinnon, by far and away, lead, led the league over Connor McDavid. And McKinnon had missed 12 games. Uh, and so if you think about what Nathan McKinnon does, he knows, one, he's fast. Two, the, the puck is like glued to his his blade when he is skating and, and stick handling. But it's also, it's using your body. It's understanding where gaps are. It's understanding that I need to break towards the boards, draw them over to the boards so that then last minute I can break away from the boards and split the gap and enter the zone. And then once I'm in the zone, understanding what I have to do with it to make sure that my team maintains control of the puck. And, and right now the Kraken don't have somebody like that. And I know I'm comparing, you know, them to literally the best player in the league at this, but the bottom line is that's kind of what it takes is you just need to go with speed, have confidence in yourself to hold onto the puck and be able to make one move. You just need to make one move. And right now what the Kraken are trying to do is they're trying to pass it around in the neutral zone. They're trying to open up those, those lanes into the zone with passing and the bottom line is once you've already all entered the neutral zone and then you're trying to get that last little bit over the blue line, you've condensed the ice pretty significantly for you. It's really easy for the other team to be in those passing lanes. It's really easy for them to just kind of build a wall and it doesn't matter what kind of pass you're going to make. You're not opening up the, the kind of significant gap that you need. You need to, at the end of the day, to be able to make a move and carry the puck in yourself. All right, we got RJ with us here. Let me go ahead and add him in. I'll take it. I'll beat you up going, RJ? Hey, Dylan. Uh, yeah, so I, I don't know if you got my messages in chat there, but it, it did take a little bit longer than usual uh, for them to open up the locker room, and then we were waiting a little bit longer than usual uh, for Hackstall. So uh, sorry, I, I'm a little bit late, but uh, that's why. I'm also quite red right now because we've got the Pride Night graphics going up on the – on the banner. We'll see how long those last, but yeah, uh, kind of a rough game there for the crack. And I'm sure you've covered a lot of elements of it. I heard you just kind of talked about being able to establish stuff entering the zone. Um, and, and you made some good points there and it's definitely something that, that the players did talk about. Well, yeah. one of the partners. <laughs> I was going to say like, let us know what, what happened because you know, I can't imagine cause I'd come on and I said, all right, I think RJ's going to be with us really quick here, everybody, because I can't imagine anybody's going to want to talk too much after this, but it sounds like maybe that wasn't the case. Well, I mean, it pretty much was the case, whatever happened, it was, you know, the, the team talking behind the closed doors that, that probably took the time. Um, we got Adam Larson and Alex Wenberg, Adam Larson, as you'd expect, didn't give a whole lot of long answers um you know just kind of agreed that that this effort you know especially on the pk you know was not acceptable it was it was not a good game for them and i think he was just asked kind of point blank is this just one of those games on the pk like you guys have been great on the pk is this just one of those games his response yeah move on <laughs> so you know it, it was that it was that kind of uh interview for larson and then alex wenberg did give some pretty good answers though about you know what he felt went wrong in this one and and one thing that stood out to me was he was pointing out how difficult it was uh to get the forecheck to kind of effectively land and how good dallas was at breaking the puck out of their own zone this is something that we noticed uh in the post game after the last dallas game and the kraken weren't really able to find that kind of sweet spot adjustment uh, to make things right and and to you know really establish more of a forecheck and to kind of break up their their breakout game. Yeah, and it's something we've talked about. Um, Stratic had a comment in here. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Um, basically talking about you know 
It's it doesn't bode well. Uh, not a fan of the Kraken getting out adjusted between the two games on special teams, which doesn't bode well for the playoffs. I mean, it certainly was the case on special teams, but it also kind of felt that way through all aspects of the game. Yeah, exactly. It, it felt that way. It even strength a lot, too. And I was kind of watching that that chess match that we talked about after the last post game and how are both teams going to adjust. Um, and I, I did notice the Kraken did try and put a little bit more pressure on that forward that came low for the Stars, but the forwards seemed to be in different positions than they were that last game, and I think that's a Peter DeBoer adjustment uh, and one that really helped the Stars out, and I, I, I do agree. I think they got out-adjusted in between these two games, and then, you know, of course, with the Stars power playing doing what they did, um, you know, that, that points to it where also on special teams you look, and that's the most, uh, you know, the most set-piece type planable part of a game the least chaotic um and the stars came out much improved yeah definitely um all right two more questions for you before i go back to the comment section rj one of these was from shushine i answered it just a little bit ago but asking the question of is maddie playing injured he doesn't look right hand wrist maybe it does look like he's sometimes maybe a little hesitant to shoot but i don't know if that's just maybe you know his confidence has taken a hit because he's been a little snake bitten he looks okay puck handling to me like he still looks like he can do all that just fine yeah, and in morning skates, uh, it looks you know he looks fairly normal. I, I haven't seen anything kind of behind the scenes. Sometimes when guys are dealing with things, you can kind of see it in their laboring a little bit during morning skate, or that even in the locker room they maybe you know you kind of see a cut or something somewhere. I haven't seen anything like that uh, for Matty Beniers. I think he's okay. Again, he's just he's a rookie who's going through the rigors of a longer season than he's ever had to deal with. And you're going to see that show up in, in how he plays sometimes. And I don't think it's really a reason for alarm, but, you know, it's just something to monitor. Right. And then the other thing that we've spent a decent amount of time talking about, RJ, was obviously the goaltending in this one. And, you know, not necessarily trying to, like, lay blame in, in different aspects of this one. I think there's an, there's an element and a case to be made on literally all five of these Dallas goals that it's not really on Martin Jones at all. But at the same time, it's – we just – there's not a consensus feeling of confidence when he's in the crease anymore. Right. And you look at, I think it's what, seven or eight games in a row now where he's allowed three plus and, you know, however that happens, uh, yeah. it's just something that continues to happen when he's in net or starts. I mean, cause he didn't have the Toronto game, but um, yeah, Martin Jones, he was okay. This one, Dave Haxtell was asked about his performance and I think he did kind of pick reasons for each of the goals. Like, okay, well this one went off of two players you know, this one, he basically was only one goal where he felt like Jones maybe could have fought it off, you know, kind of the, the high tip that maybe he could have fought that off and, and, and gave him a save there. But he wasn't very critical of Jones. I think the issues kind of went beyond that. Um, and, and, yeah, you look at each of the goals and there's there's kind of a reason for it. And I mean, you, you look at that second one, he made a fantastic save right beforehand. But, you know, the Kraken just couldn't clear out that rebound or figure out where any of the players were. Uh, the problems kind of went beyond Jones tonight. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, I mean, you know, one of them was a, a ridiculous bounce off of the inside of someone's knee. Like, you know, what are you supposed to do on a night like that, right? Um, uh, Virini, uh, remember Yanni playing net fronts on the power play? That was fun, right? Not that it was uh, in the running for biggest problem tonight. Uh, I, I don't mind Yanni in front of the net on the power play. I was just talking a little earlier about the idea of, you know, it. And, and this is what happened on the Jamie Ben goal, in my opinion, is 
Uh, Dallas did a good job of engaging physically, you know, causing the, the Kraken defenseman, Larson Alexiak, to engage with somebody physically. And once you've, once you've got a defenseman engaging physically, it's really easy to draw them out of coverage. It's, it's easy to draw them out of position. Um, and I feel like Yanni Gord is capable of doing that. Yeah, he is. And I will say, I think there's still some things to be worked out on that power play unit. I'm trying to think of how much I can say here. But going to morning skates, you hear some discussion, you know, from the guys on the ice trying to figure out where everyone's supposed to be and work on the plays they're working on. And to me, it just sounds like there, there's still some things to be sorted out there where they haven't quite gotten that timing down exactly how they wanted who's supposed to be where and when. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's the kind of thing you just you pick up from watching a lot of them. Uh, and, and so I think, yeah, they just need a little bit more practice there, I think. Yep. And then also for them, headed to the game on Thursday, really hoping it goes better than last time. Right there with you, <laughs> for sure. <Yeah. laughs> uh, Sarah, even if you didn't like the game, now's a great time to like the stream. Agreed. Thank you, Sarah. Big Arm Charlie, honestly, feels like we just aren't outscoring our problems anymore. I agree with that. Yeah, you know it couldn't last forever. Dave Axel knew it couldn't last forever. That's kind of why he's been preaching them uh, to play a more defensively responsible game because you can't rely on it. I mean, what really brought it home to me tonight was that play where Jared McCann, it was in the third period, had a puck that was like right in front of the net, kind of bounced toward his stick. And you think the way that he's been on generally, that's going to go for him more often than not. And he just didn't get the bounce and wasn't able to put it in. I'm like, okay, that's how you know it's one of those nights. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Edward, maybe since we were such gracious, gracious hosts these last two games, maybe Dallas will be so kind as to return the favor. Unrelated note, but why can't I grab a hold of any of these straws? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's pretty funny. Uh, Bryce, on a positive note, uh, pride jerseys look great and the whole team wore them. Uh, we, we got, talked about that earlier. Do you think, uh, gave us a, a super chat talking about that? Uh, they looked fantastic, RJ. Uh, I got to think it looked pretty good in person too. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they, they looked awesome. I, I know our photographer, Jen, got some really great shots from up at the glass. Those are already up on Instagram. If you want to go uh, take a look at those, everybody. Um, but yeah, no, they, they looked awesome. I knew there wasn't going to be any problem as far as any of the players not wearing them. I just didn't even give that a second thought. Um, but uh, still good to see. And, and I thought the Kraken did Pride Night really well. Um, you know, they had a, a lot of different pieces. You could tell a lot of thought went into it. Um, it was great. All from like the, the military people that they usually have for the anthem, to the anthem singer, like, you know, lots of people involved uh, on the pride night. They, they found, you know, members of the LGBTQ community, you know, in the crowd with their signs and everything. They did a really good job highlighting all of them really well done from the Kraken. Yeah. Awesome to hear Lindsay. And so- I almost okay. here, I'll, I'll add this. Yeah. I, it's not quite a rainbow. I was trying to collect everything from the security tags on my backpack. I was trying to get all the colors going. <laughs> Still missing some red and yellow, but um, that was yeah. my goal by Pride Night. But still had a couple people pointed out that I that I tried. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Uh, Lindsay, so is the Edmonton game on Saturday going to define our entire postseason? Huge opportunity for a four-point swing, and of course, it's an afternoon game. Well, that last bit sure doesn't inspire a ton of confidence, RJ. But, I mean, that is going to be big as far as the Kraken being able to hold on to the third seed versus falling into the first wild card spot, which right now would maybe have you play in Dallas. Yeah, it's going to be a huge game. It, looking at how the schedule is going and what the playoff picture is, it might be the most important game the rest of the season. Because I don't think they play Edmonton again after that. And that seems to be the real battle to watch. We covered it on the podcast today. Um, yeah, it's going to be a huge game. The afternoon part of it, 
again, it, it scares me. I'll just be honest. It scares me. I feel like Connor McDavid is either going to get one point or five points in that one. And that's kind of going to determine how it goes. It's so broken that you just know he, the floor is one. Like, yeah, there, just, I, there's you know, no way he gets zero. He but. just walks in the building. He has a point. Like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> um, uh, Glowed, how are we so bad at playing at home? And how do we let them go three, four on the power play? I mean, the, the home issue has been a consistent one all season long. I still don't know that we're ever really going to be able to figure it out. Yeah, at this point, I, I don't know. And and the poor starts as well. I mean, that's that's kind of another home issue that and I know it was a bad bounce to start this one off. But that that first PK was just atrocious. So, you know, I think you can chalk this one up as another poor start at home. And, and it's something they've been asked about all season, but hasn't really been fixed. Uh, and yeah, the Kraken, one of only two teams in a playoff spot right now with more losses than wins at home. Yeah. The other um, one's the Edmonton Oilers, though. Okay, well, there we go. Uh, Lindsay, beware the Ides of March. <laughs> this stretch is threatening my alternating month theory, although maybe our voodoo just doesn't work on Texas. We'll find out soon is <laughs> the answer yep. to that. Um, Harley click on, uh, clicked on the, the like. Thank you very much for that, Harley. And I agree with you. Uh, thanks to everybody who always reminds everyone to like the stream. We really appreciate it. Uh, Jake, I know Sprong played that goal bad, but I understand he's an offensive-minded forward. Alexiak with that long reach, come on, just cr just crushing. I mean, that whole situation. I said it, RJ. I think that's arguably the most embarrassing goal the Kraken have given up all season long. Yeah, that that whole sequence. I'm glad you highlighted because, like, again, by the time that Sprong is in that position, you're already in, in such a bad spot. Like, I really don't blame. Like, he should not have to be there defending that play like that so I, I don't really blame sprong on it um but yeah that whole sequence was really really rough yeah i mean as far as letting wyatt johnston get back get in there the way he did um jt pointed it out on the broadcast i know you don't get to hear that but sprong makes the decision to go to the outside which is what with his stick which is what allows wyatt johnson to cut in instead of kind of keeping him to the outside oh, okay. stuff like that like, like he, he could have you know, maybe played it better, but again, it's Daniel Sprong. Like you're, he's not the guy who's going to necessarily do yeah. that for you. Um, let's see. Uh, Ty bro, that is squirt level defense there for forwards. You don't scoop the opposing player, uh, into the slot. Lol. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Shushan wondering who the defenseman was pinching that forced Sprong to be the one back. That well, was, was Will Borgen. It was Will Borgen. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Daniel pointing out Kraken won't have their dads in town for San Jose this time. That could, that, hopefully that is the difference maker. Yeah, hopefully that's the difference. Or, or between that or me not being there, it should be a better result. Yeah. Lindsay saying, to me, Maddie just looks mentally fatigued, passing to no one, turning it over more than usual. I think it's a side effect of his first 82-game season. So on the same, uh, same uh, yep. mindset of you, RJ, there. Uh, Zoidberg, boy, what was wrong with the ice tonight? Seemed like an unusual number of spills today. That was an issue at times we brought up last season, RJ. I did notice that. No, it did seem like the guys were kind of falling on the ice a little bit more than usual, especially some stars, too. It really went both ways. Ty Delandria took a couple nasty spills that you just you wouldn't even think you should. Um, I know there was, um, was it Wenberg who, who lost his edge and they, people wanted a tripping call, but you could see he just fell. Uh, there were definitely a few of those tonight. I don't know if anything was up with the ice. It did get sunny kind of halfway through, the, like around 2 p.m. It all of a sudden got sunny and warmed up. Maybe that had something to do with it. I don't know. I I have no idea. I watched earlier today. I was trying to get some tape of um, 
Melanson for a prospect live chat. And I was just watching this game in the queue. And I'm telling you, I, I'm telling you in the queue, the reason everybody plays so fast and no one can make any sort of defensive plays, they have to, they must grease the ice. Because everybody looks like they're moving twice as fast in another, any other league in the world, and nobody okay. can act can handle the puck at all. When you say grease the ice, I mean because like if yeah. you flood it, that just slows everything down. Yeah. What 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 do you, what do you do there? I Is don't know. It's slightly colder. I don't know. It looks like they just like put like lard on it or something. Like everybody's just flying around. <laughs> Play at, in like, the queue where they speed. put lard on the ice. Yeah, it's like they're just flying around at super speed. Nobody can think fast enough to to make a pass to each other or anything. But if if you just have the puck and you just zoom down the ice, it's a goal because goalies don't know how to do the butterfly uh, over there either. I, I'm done with the queue, everybody. I got the one game's worth of highlights. I'm not going back. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, Rexology, any thoughts on the Waltz pairing, Schultz and Megna? Are we okay calling them that? You know, three fours. Admittedly, I had to amuse myself during the game. I I really like this from Rexology. Like yes, that. that that is a great nickname for that D pair. Uh, absolutely. I mean, what what do you think of their play though tonight? I every game I've been like surprised by Jacob Megna's play. Like I, every time I'm like, wow, he's surprisingly solid. And I really like that he's aggressive at defending the blue line. Uh, as the other team enters it, I know you know not the easiest thing in the world against this Dallas Stars team, but I like I like when he decides to take a chance there. Yeah, I did too. I I like the aggressiveness of the blue line. Um, you know those, those corner board battles, he's always pretty good for. I, I didn't notice him a whole lot in this one, but I think that's a good thing. Uh, he's definitely the type of defenseman you know where you don't want to notice him a whole lot. I felt like I really didn't, and in a game where you lose five two, you have some defensive miscues. I I, I think that's a, a you know, glowing review for him, really. Yeah. Uh, he's doing what he was supposed to do. So, you know, I think after another loss, I would expect Susie to just go right back into the lineup against San Jose. But I don't know. We'll see if Megna gets a longer run. Yeah, who knows? I mean, it, you know, it is going to be against San Jose. So maybe. Um, yeah, generally, unless it's like Kale McCarr, Eric Carlson, you don't want to notice a defenseman. That means they're doing a good job. Yeah. Uh, Duthin, Maddie had some great pickpockets this game, but I also saw him skate into trouble in a way that surprised me a couple of times. I'm not sure if peripheral vision uh, is at his former spectacular standard. Yeah, I, I think I think we're we're all kind of coming to a consensus on on what his issue is there. Uh, Joey stars in two games straight dominated us. Sad to say, we're falling and we look like a team that will get a wild card instead of battling for first place. I agree, and we talked about this on the deep dive. RJ, first place doesn't necessarily seem like it's going to be in the cards for the Kraken, especially after everybody around us made a bunch of additions and the Kraken, you know, decided to stand pat and and focus on the long term. Um, but that being said, I, I still think there's, you know, it is definitely worth fighting for that third seed. Yeah. And I think it's certainly possible. I mean, the Kraken are still there. You look at the race for it and, uh, they're one point ahead of the Oilers, same number of games played. So pretty much a clean slate. You play the Oilers, uh, you know, in a couple games, that's going to be huge. It's very much there for you. You still have all your games against the Coyotes this season left. And I know they're, they're playing better than most people expected, but you should be able to, to take some points out of that one. Uh, third seed, definitely attainable. But yeah, number one, I think that's too tall of a task right now. Yeah. Some strong words here from Ty. Peter playing chess, Dave playing tic-tac-toe. Dallas come out and shut down most of our game, didn't really challenge Otter, and he is someone who you have to get creative to beat. Susie, change anything. I, You know, I, I'm, I'm trying to stay quiet on this because you know my thoughts on Peter DeBoer. 
I, I do think he's a good coach, and I think you saw a good demonstration of why in these last couple games, but I, I don't want to get into it too much. Yeah. Uh, I, and I don't, as to the Susie part of it, I don't know that Susie changes anything in this one. No. I, I mean, that's why we were talking at the deadline, that we wouldn't be too afraid of moving him for the right price. Yeah. Just because it doesn't look all that different with Magna in there instead. Exactly. Um, let's see. Harley says thanks for the AM update on uh, Matty B there. Um, let's see. Uh, Daniel, so according to Allison Lucan, faceoffs do not correlate to wins and losses. Did you see that discussion on Twitter today? I saw part of that discussion today, and then something pulled me away, and I forgot to go back to it. Uh, did you see it all, RJ? Uh, I, I think I saw it all. I, I was kind of continuing. There were more comments on it she was responding to. But I, I saw kind of where it started in the first few comments after that. Um, what was the, the tweet that sparked it? Somebody asked about, um, yeah. like, it was complaining this team can't win a face-off and it's, you know, a problem. And, and she, yeah, did, did talk about, you know, that face-offs don't correlate to wins and losses. And that is true. Um, but I haven't seen really detailed analysis, like breaking it down to, you know, offensive and defensive zone face-offs, certain timely face-offs and, and all of that. But then I think somebody asked too, is like, are, are the Kraken still much better record wise when they lose the face-off battle? Cause it's just funny, you know, basically what we've been pointing out uh, yes. through a lot of the season, just cause we've been getting a good laugh out of it. And I, I think she um, kind of tried to shut that down. I'm not sure if she understood the whole, you know, that it was, it was just a joke. Yeah. I'm trying to find it here. Yeah, it was, uh, oh, it was, it was Nicole who brought it up. I feel like the real question is, do we still have a higher win percentage when we have lower face-off wins there? Yeah, and she said face-offs don't correlate to, to wins. Uh, because it was a stat the NHL tracks, the better thing to track is possession. Face-offs are just a proxy for that, and the scoring of them is highly subjective. So, dot, dot, dot. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Um, that does make, make sense. Uh, Sarah can confirm the pride jerseys look fantastic. Definitely happy to hear, hear that. Uh, Habak, I don't blame this on Jones, but he, but he looks very off. He hasn't been solid since the break. I, I agree with that. I think we're all on the same page there. Um, and you know, again, I was fine with him starting this game. I thought that made sense for everything. I think again, after the last San Jose game, you maybe don't want to start him <laughs> on that one just cause, uh, so, you know, we'll see Scott saying groovy time. I, I, Philip Grubauer will start in San Jose, I feel like. Yeah, I feel pretty confident in that one. <laughs> yeah, and then Ty, I was fishing for RJ there uh, with that with that one earlier <laughs> on, talking about the coaches for sure. Um, Going to do a, a last call here for um, for comments as I'm at the end here and we still you know can have like 10 minutes here. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's a rough situation that the Kraken find themselves in now just because you've, you've lost three in a row. I, I said at the beginning, though, RJ, I feel very confident this team is is not going to have a four-plus game losing streak this season, which means I'm basically saying they're going to win on Thursday in San Jose. I still feel that way. You know, you don't necessarily have to, you know, go on the record yourself with something like that. I, I won't force that on you. But, I mean, you look at it. This was just – this was the game in hand that you had that you could burn if you had to, and the Kraken did. Right now you're you're even with Edmonton in games played. You're up by one point. It just means that you got that little extra pressure on you. Exactly. It just means the remaining games matter just that little bit more, and, and you need to win them just that little bit more. Um, but I I know you're not you know forced me into anything, but I I, I do think they're going to win the next one. I, I just that three game losing streak. It always seems to stop there. This one sets up as a, a really nice opponent to go and try and 
you know, it turned that around against. And I know they had that situation in San Jose earlier this season, but you know that's going to be present in every single player's mind. They've learned that lesson the hard way. I, I, I don't think you're going to see any lack of effort. And skill-wise, they should just plain and simple be able to get it done. Right, and you're going back onto the road. That's always been something that's helped rejuvenate this team. I think that's a big deal. And also San Jose right now is just, they're trying to swim to the deepest, darkest depths possible, <laughs> or sink rather, I should say. Uh, and, and so I, I think that that helps in your favor as well. Keenan, the last the, the two games in Nashville could be huge as they have three games in hand, a few more losses, and we could be outside the wild card. I still think that's a massive point differential that you have there. It's eight points, right? now yeah 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 it's still a lot but but you are right you know if you drop both of those against nashville well there's that's a pretty big swing in favor of nashville that being said i i, I think the kraken match up pretty well against nashville yeah i i think they do too and even just getting to overtime in those games just picking up the points so they can't gain as much on you that's going to be key you basically have to lose those in regulation to, to be in a real bad spot yeah, uh, Steve Dog. I feel like a team in Seattle could honestly turn a profit on selling a pride jersey on a semi-permanent basis. I think they could turn a profit. Yeah, I, I think they wouldn't do it if they couldn't turn a profit. That's for sure. Uh, but I, I think I think you know it would be it would turn it into an interesting question. Like, do you think they'd sell more of those than the reverse retros? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, sorry, they they started playing some music down there. It's a oh, okay. little different here. Yeah. Um, Edward, who did Dallas play before us? Took two games for the stars to uh, put in just shy of 10 on us. Uh, oh yeah, that's true. They, they you know, we, we did play better than Buffalo did against the stars in their one game. Uh, Lindsay, let's just go to bed early after that one. Lol, let's uh, snap the skid on Thursday. See you after SJ. Sounds good, Lindsay. Kyle, just have to point out the viewer like ratio of 3760 is pretty great. Got to get those numbers up with the folks who only show up for wins. Uh, I, that is, this is a good ratio. I'm very proud of that ratio. And that's it's a testament to all of you. Um, yeah. secret, the secret to the cup is just don't play at home from Declan. <laughs> I agree. Ty, been rough the last little, but I'm still happy with the season. We are struggling at home, but we're still over 500 there. Buckle down, finish it out. Let's get Maddie this Calder. Shane in 2023. 2024 i like it and then jake third place starting the playoffs on the road against the kings doesn't sound too bad to me and i'm not just saying that because i live in la i'm not just saying that because i live in la either jake i'm, I'm right yep. there with you too that would be ideal all right um if we had a captain we would be better lmao oh <laughs> uh, maybe they're, they're they're doing all right without one. I, I really don't think the team wants one right now. Yeah, yeah that's the sense I get too. All right, well, because you're having a hard time hearing us and everything anyway. We got back down to the bottom of this thing. Uh, we'll go ahead and, and sign off a little bit early here. San Jose, though, big game on Thursday. Looking forward to that one on the road. Uh, and, yeah, it should be an interesting one. New deep dive out today. Everybody go check that out. Uh, got lots of fun stuff coming up on the Patreon in the next week, too. Next uh, One week from today will be my prospect live chat, next one of those. So if you're interested, you can look in the comment section below. And then the next night after that is our next uh, live game commentary. So if you're interested in joining us for that one, we can all see if Geeky's going to eat anything on the bench and we can all have a fun time <laughs> trying to, to detective work out what it is. Uh, so, you know, Patreon link in the description below if, if anybody's interested in checking that out. One more shout out to Queen Anne Beer Hall for being an awesome sponsor and supporting us, uh, being able to do these post-game lives. And we will see you all after that game on Thursday.